what decisions need to be made or thought about before you write a single line of code, think about a design, or write any copy. So let's dive into the three key decisions you'll need to make and think about before you build a website. Now the best part of this, these decisions will set you up for website success like nothing else. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. Do you often put a lot of care into your own projects for clients? but find yourself neglecting those same processes when it comes to your own. Now I'll admit, I'm 100% guilty of that. I'm actually starting a new project for myself, which includes a website redesign that I'm hoping to have live by the end of the year. And I decided I needed to follow my own standard process. But not only that, I wanted to improve on it. As I'm working through this website redesign, it really got me thinking about what decisions need to be made or thought about before you write a single line of code, think about a design, or write any copy. So let's dive into the three key decisions you'll need to make and think about before you build a website. Now the best part of this, these decisions will set you up for website success like nothing else. And I'm just going to preface today's episode by letting you know that, of course, it is October. I've spent the last week with my nephews and I have a cold, so please bear with me. Now, number one, the first decision that you need to make, and these are in order and how you should talk about these, how you should think about these. The first one is what are the goals? The first thing you need to write down, what do you want this website to accomplish? What's the objective in building the website in the first place? For many, creating a website is about getting more sales, but you need to dig deeper into that and it needs to be more than just get more money. Now, if you're working with a client, you wanna sit down and ask them what their sales process looks like. Success is different for different businesses. For instance, a restaurant isn't going to get a ton of sales on their website, unless of course the pushing online ordering. But they will want more phone calls, more reservations, more people looking for directions to their physical location. Now a service-based business, on the other hand, is not necessarily going to get sales directly on their website either. They can, but especially if you're dealing with a service that's in the hundreds to the thousands, that's going to require more touch points than a single website visit is going to gain. However, your objectives for the website can be to build trust and get more leads, more phone calls, more people filling out contact forms. A product-based business, however, might wanna increase their sales by a certain percentage month over month. And especially when you're dealing with a low-priced product that you can just run quick Facebook ads to, that becomes a reasonable goal. But even when you're dealing with get more sales as your main objective, there's going to be side objectives, goals that help to contribute to all of that. That can include increasing readership of a blog, getting more email newsletter signups, increasing lead capture signups, driving traffic to high value landing pages, getting webinar views, and more. 
Now, in my experience, one of the best ways to drill down the goals for a website is to get to know the sales process for the business. This is why you want to break down with your client what their sales process normally looks like, especially if this is an established business that's been around for a year or two. Knowing their process that's already working can help you emulate that online and beef it up a little bit. You'll be able to replicate what works, patch what isn't, and work with the client to take all of that into their online storefront, aka their website. Now, a few simple questions you can ask to kind of drill down to this are, how do you talk to clients about this now? So when you're talking about your main service, your main product, you want to find out how they're already explaining their process, their service. Another question is, how do you describe your services or products when you meet someone the first time? So that first thing, the first thing to get their attention, the first most important pieces of that service or product. And then another question is, walk me through your process when you make that first contact with a lead. Now, this question is great because it helps you understand exactly what they're already doing and how they're walking through the sales process with a customer, and it helps you emulate that online. Now, all of these questions, though, can help you drill down and better get to the answers of that why. More than that, though, knowing the sales process can help you discover those side objectives and goals the client might not think about on their own, like increasing their email signups that will aid you in creating the steps a website needs to be successful. Now, once you know the overall current goals and objectives for building a website, you have to ask this second question. Who are you talking to? Who is your target market? Knowing the audience isn't just about whether you cater to men or women, whether or not to make a website feminine or masculine or professional or fun. Knowing who you're speaking to will help you decide on the entire strategy and language that you use on the website. Think about it this way. Depending on who your target audience is will change the problems you're looking to solve. They will, after all, have specific ways your audience will, that they'll talk about their problems, which means they'll be Googling for answers to those problems. But that also means they'll be looking for those solutions to their specific problems on the websites they're researching. If you don't answer in the way they expect and don't even talk about their problems in the way they expect, they may not think you can help. The big thing is here that you have to talk in your target audience's language. What happens a lot, especially in more technical businesses, and especially for web developers and people that work with really technical things, we tend to get caught up in our own industry lingo and terminology. The problem is that 90% of the time, our ideal customer isn't going to understand or at least understand completely what we mean. Instead, you want to flip the switch and speak about the services you provide the way your customers are speaking about them. Now, if the client you're working with already has a customer base, you can interview that customer base to find the language they're using and learn how they talk about their problems. Or you can do some Google keyword research and digging on YouTube and social media to find those pain points and how they're being discussed. 
think of the places where someone might be more likely to ask a question and looking for a solution or a suggestion. A number one place to look for that right now is something like a Facebook group. Then you want to create a thesaurus for that brand. This is a quick reference document that can help you keep track of the translations for how your client talks about their services and how their target audience actually talks about it. It becomes really easy for you to reference back to as you're writing the website copy. But another helpful tip, as you're going through all of this, you want to focus on the benefits the brand provides and not the features of those benefits. Now your clients are likely going to want to talk about all of the cool things their product or service includes, but the target audience will only care what they get out of it. If necessary, add the features equals the benefits to your thesaurus too, to make sure you're staying customer focused. Now, once you have your goals and your objectives all lined out and you know exactly who you're talking to, there's a last question that you really need to answer before you're done with the planning stage for a website. And that is, what are your future growth goals? Where does the owner and executive team hope the business will grow to over the next year, over the next five? Knowing what their goals are, even if they may or may not come to fruition, will help you to build a website that is more future-proofed. Let me break this down a little bit with a couple examples. I have a client now that operates an online business, but she wants to grow that into a physical location. Knowing that she wants to grow into a physical location, plus a whole lot more besides that, impacted including a certain page in her website. I also know that she wants to include a membership section later too, so I'm making sure that as we build the website, I'm accounting for that in my code and how I'm structuring the site. For another client, they eventually wanted to have individual pages for all of their team members. But for now, we really just needed their headshots, titles, and emails on a team page. Knowing they wanted to get bios for all of their employees at some point, I still created the team members in a custom post type in their WordPress site. Now this custom post type allowed them to have an individual page for each team member once they're ready to have it, but it's not linked to that page and to another inside page unless the bio itself existed. Now here's a fun fact, after a year, we are finally getting ready to add all of the team members' bios to create the individual pages, and because I built it as a custom post type up front, the client could actually do those themselves or my junior developer can very quickly instead of having to switch it to a custom post type now and change how that entire page works. When you know where the client wants to grow to over time, you're better able to make the decisions up front in building that website. That helps to future-proof the site and make updates much more cost-effective, which helps your client, but also you as well. Look, they're not always going to have answers to this question when you ask a client, but the more you ask, it is as you, especially as you build websites, the better you're going to get at digging into a customer's business and learning exactly what you'll need to know to build their website effectively the first time. Now, all of this upfront work, all three of these key decisions have one thing in common. They'll work to improve the overall performance of the websites you're building. 
When you've clearly defined the goals and objectives of a website, you can know what success actually looks like. It removes any confusion in thinking that we're trying to drive sales when really we're trying to increase lead generation and email signups. And that can mean that your client is happier with you because they're not thinking that you're doing one thing when really you're doing something else. Now, when you speak in and understand the target audience's language, you're doing a lot of the work to improve the on-page SEO. After all, the audience is searching in their language, not your client's technical jargon. Stick with their language over your clients. And when you know where the business wants to grow to, you're better able to set up your clients for long-term success. With long-term success for their businesses comes happy customers who refer you to their friends and their professional contacts and keep coming back for more assistance. It's honestly the best way to turn your business into a referral generating machine. Thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more digital masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.